Hey guys, what's up? It's Yandis Yuza, back from High Voltage, again, finally video. Um, and today we're going to be talking about three really interesting products um, on this High Voltage podcast. Uh, and of course, video on YouTube and on Spotify with Spotify video, and also the audio version, which you should go um, on Spotify and Google Podcasts, if whatever you use, and subscribe to when you want to do that. So, let's get right into it without wasting any more time. So, opening right up, let's talk about the first main product because I want to do this in the world I find interesting. First of all, um, Threads. Threads is the Instagram app that was released by Facebook, the third app. And Facebook's gonna kind of, there's a battle going on the whole social media where different uh, social media companies are trying to come out now. So, of course, Elon Musk owns Twitter, and Twitter is going on a downhill right now. A lot of people are leaving the platform, it's kind of not going well for him. So Mark Zuckerberg basically was smart enough to be like, okay, well this is the perfect moment to come up with our own app that is legitimately very similar to Twitter and target a new audience of people, which is exactly what it is. Threads, uh, named after uh, a list of tweets or a list of posts, aka Thread, uh, is basically the Twitter equivalent and they are blatantly not even trying to hide it or this is a copycat to Twitter with the whole thing but here's the best part it's not like it's got a unique feature or a starting point like for example be real is the whole fact that if it's once a day it'll ask you to take a photo or whatnot right so kind of confusing so when you go to threads you will need an Instagram account first so that kind of basically making you make sure you have an Instagram account if you don't creating an Instagram account to get you on threads so you're signing up to two of their social medias two users in one go uh, secondly a threads account is basically just numbered so when you log into threads you'll get a number that number is your account number what list you signed up for threads and the idea is that Mark Zuckerberg has basically said you know this is a very good number so people um, are rushing to get on threads because they want to be in the first 10 million and that's already finished now so the first 100 million and the camera is now starting to autofocus so fix focus now so now people are trying to be in the first 100 million the first 200 million the first 500 million the idea is that not that number is displayed on your account when you go to an account so it's kind of like a number that says I was number 400 in the in the sign up for threads imagine this right in seven hours there are 1 million users. Within 7 hours of this app going live, there are 1 million users. Crazy. But here's the thing. Uh, so if you're an Instagram account, uh, you can't first of all delete threads. If you want to delete threads and leave your threads account after you create it, you have to also leave your Instagram account. So it's like basically tying those two together. But also, um, any people who are on Instagram that already follow you on Instagram will automatically start following you on threads. So people who have come on threads have woken up to like 40,000, 60,000 people already following them within the first three hours they joined the platform because people are joining and those people are already following them on Instagram, so they're joining. It's all very like just, it's like right now threads is not going to be, the way, the thing is threads is still more of a beta than ever because it's not like it's got a unique selling point yet. Threads is actually quite behind the normal features you would want from a social media app. Like you can't double tap a video to like it. In fact, there are no videos as far as I'm concerned. You can't double tap a post to like it, something like that. So 
those basic features are not there, but the reason people are joining is they want to be in the first 100 million, 200 million, but also because people are trying to get at that idea that this is the next big thing. This is the way, the way Mark Zuckerberg has done this is it's the next big thing, right? And it's going to be the competitor to Twitter. And consider that Twitter's going downhill, they need a new platform to become the new Twitter. And Mark Zuckerberg was just like, on a plateau, here you go, join, join the threads. And now that's a pop because more people are going to join Twitter. And he's smart, very smart, because he's saying, I will not show ads till we get to 1 billion users. So that's smart, because by the time he gets to 1 billion users, he'll add ads. But I think there's more of an incentive to join now and start using the app now because it doesn't have ads. And that's like unlike any other social media platform. And then secondly, by the time they reach 1 billion users, they'll already be more than a double of Twitter's user count. Twitter's user count is quite low uh, because if you go to see, they don't have the most active following base like other social media apps. So when they get to 1 billion users, it doesn't have to be daily users, as long as they get to 1 billion users, they will be more than Twitter already. So now, it's just one more infinity stone of Mark Zuckerberg's gold team. And then he's just gonna go snap. And considering, considering they're taking out every app, you know, like Facebook, like their whole meta group with the metaverse, whatever happens with that. Considering that they are aiming, they're aiming. They took down Snapchat already. Um, and then next, the next thing was already going to become like, uh, and the next part is Twitter. So when they take out Twitter with threads, which I wouldn't be surprised. Threads, I feel, will come back. Because threads has got some unique features, like the ability to, not unique features, it's more just like want. No, no ads for the first one billion users, but also no like making you feel formal, making you feel left out, uh, because what the number tag on your account that says what time and when you joined and the number of the account class. So you want to be there before everyone else. You want to be like like a, a symbol, like a symbol. I was the first hundred user to join, or the first five hundred users. So and it actives more than any other social media account. Because Threads is so active right now, it's on a peak almost, that you're getting a notification every couple of minutes. Now, I didn't get Threads, but people who have got Threads have said that unlike Instagram, I'm getting a message every couple of minutes or couple of every half an hour saying about a post because people are just on, continuously on this app. Because the, the way this app launched was quite smart in the way that he's targeting Twitter and Twitter's going down this app is going up so Twitter users are looking for that comparison to go and find a new Twitter a new app for them and this app is the perfect app so people are moving to it and people are becoming more active on it and people are like just on on it 24-7 so you're getting more users to do that uh and then of course you know I've talked about uh, like there are other social media apps like Kin which is a family social media app um, and Be Real be Real is very interesting for me because Be Real is of course once a day allows you to take a photo but that's a feature and that's what, that's what I'm most interested in. There's no videos on Be Real or something like that as a feature and that feature can be copied by anyone. That text was already copied Be Real's feature so that's done and Instagram's already got something going. I think on TikTok it's called Candy and Challenges and on Instagram I don't think there's a name for it yet but they already have that like feature for one foot in the front, one foot in the back every day. So. Beryl's probably gonna go, and I think overall Mark Zuckerberg is just kind of becoming this guy who wants to just come and nuke everything one by one by one. And Twitter is technically his biggest problem because TikTok and YouTube 
they're in their own world and they are more of a social media thing, especially YouTube because YouTube is unique. It's a video platform for creators and content creators. So forget about that. TikTok is becoming a social media platform with content creation supported and that's the main thing. So because it's more particularly structured like a social is a social media platform that's also content based, I could see Mark Zuckerberg trying to make his next app something along the lines of TikTok. I mean Instagram's already kind of becoming TikTok. So threads is probably going to become like what Twitter is better and that's the entire aim and as you add those features like double tap of photos and more and more features like videos and stuff like that it's going to take off and twitter will be less than the task but i have a feeling elon musk will try to do something about it because he did promise content creation on twitter and things like that but in my humble opinion twitter is a bad reputation right now you're probably better off just killing that twitter identity and everything like that rebranding, starting a new company with a new name and taking it off from there and starting something else. So yeah, that's my personal opinion on threads um, and we're gonna have to see what happens as the time goes on with threads and other stuff like that. Then you've got the second important part here which is going to become Matthew Encina. So Matthew Encina is a content creator on YouTube. I respect him a lot. He's a great dude. Uh, I've not met him but sounds like a great dude uh, and his entire channel is about uh, productivity, workspaces, things like that, the studio building, uh, construction, things like that. Uh, and he recently released his own project with a company called Growbank, which you probably might have not heard of. It's a industry manufacturing company that industries like uh, products for your desk, tools, stationery, things like that. And they are on the expensive and they're like the apple of stationery. So this guy comes out and introduces a new product, the Note taking kit aptly named uh, and it's basically a kit where you have a notepad that Grovin already sells for $80 that you can get separately take a note, rip it off and you can put it on a custom made stand to stay in front of your desk and look at it and then if you've got more notes that you want to keep but they're not for like the day and they're just random notes for other days you can take those notes and put them in a separate like little tray compartment that also is in your desk and you can put and it costs $270 for the entire kit very expensive in my opinion. So $270 in dirham would be roughly $1,000 dirham, something like that, along those lines. And it's like for a sand notebook, uh, not a notebook, notepad, notepen, and just a sand, I think it's a little bit expensive, a little bit too much expensive. Uh, you don't get a pen with it as I mentioned. The refill for the notepad, the notepad thing comes with like 70 slides. So if you want to get a refill for your notepad, that's another $15 for two packs. Uh, so, I mean he's giving you a discount for 10%, but uh, I don't know. The thing is, Matthew and Sina's products, is, it's a really good product and these guys grow made, they make some great stuff. It's all leather and wood and it's quality. But like, my real question is, when, what, you know, is, is this product really worth $270? That's the question. It's a great tool, it will allow you to hold your notes up and keep it in place and then take it out and move it. And I, I'm pretty sure maybe in the US it might be fine that price point for what it is, but here it is expensive and I will mention that. It's a great product though, it sounds great and the materials are great and the indie uh, way it's built is it's really high quality. I've not tried Grover's stuff, but I've seen other people reviews and I've seen I think one or two in stores sometimes uh, in the UAE and it's really quality stuff so 
I wouldn't put it past them. I think Rovman is working good stuff. And I think this product, while it is a questionable price, yet it will serve really good. Uh, and I don't think it's going to be one of those products that breaks over time. It holds form and it will be quite quality. So that is just some next small I want to throw out there. The final part of this podcast, uh, quite simply put, is going to be the PlayStation controller, which I've already made a video about. Uh, so I will explain it. It's the Donut Cake Pop controller. Sorry, that's the name I gave it, but it is the Donut Cake Pop controller. And it basically is interestingly, there's a circular controller with a button in the middle. And the idea is that it puts it in a desk. You've got different types of like joystick controls, like the old type of joystick controls. And you can move it around. Like, uh, you can't see it here, but it'll be like that. You have one hand here on the joystick, and the other hand is like pressing the buttons in the back and stuff. But it's a circular controller, and it goes on your desk. The idea is this is more like a playable controller for the ideas. So, real question being here. Is it rooted? Well, the PlayStation controller, as I mentioned in that video, is interestingly built. Uh, it's modular, and you can take out the buttons and make them different size buttons. They got slightly longer ones and taller ones, and wider ones that cover like, three buttons at once. You can also create custom shortcuts, so you can have a combo. For example, on FIFA, we've got square uh, and circle. You can do that. And like, PlayStation has a bunch of interesting points, in my opinion. So. What are they really doing? Well, so this is an old PlayStation controller, we all know this is a 4, the yes, the 5, and this will go on your desk and it will act to allow you to move, type, and have the buttons. So you've got circle, X, square, triangle, and more. Uh, and that will allow you to, bec to become, I don't know, I don't think it will become better in a game because I have a couple of questions. First of all, when you play PlayStation in FIFA, you have one button here and you're dragging the controller around as this button here for trick shot when you want to do like a trick shot and stuff like that will you be able to do that on this circular controller? I don't think so because you'll have to hold like R2 uh, yeah R2 on one side with your like one finger your pinky as you have the other buttons open for like trick shots but then you have to do like combo buttons and again you can do combo buttons that's one thing and you can put like R2 with circle together and make like a constant like a trick shot but on the things so you can custom like have shortcuts to do trick shots but if that's the case, that's not what I really wanted because I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I get it, but then you can only have limited trick shots and then it becomes very hard when you have like this part I get for the moving of the controller and the player, but this part will be very hard because you have to hold R2 and then like do all your other buttons and like hold you the trick shots, custom ones and stuff like that. It's gonna be complicated in my opinion. I don't want it to be complicated, I want it to be simple. And this might make things harder. And it's coming out on the 21st, so that's only a couple of days from from now. But the real question is, if it's coming on the 21st, then I have a lot more questions and answers. First of all, there are no pricing about this product on their site, so that opens a couple, a ton of questions. No pricing, why? And my question is, will it become more expensive? Because they're including all the, so all the button heights and all the little like nibbits, change the button type of triangle square those little button nibbits are small and then you put the main plastic parts that go into the controller those parts are all separate uh, normally but in this kit it is in the same kit so you get the kit and it comes with the little nibbits all the nibbits and all the button presses 
and all the knob variations because you've got the ball knob, you've got the classic PlayStation knob, and you've got a new smaller one, a uh, slightly medium one for that. So then, if that's the case, then that's not gonna be great because that means the pricing is probably gonna be more for those because they're more expensive. Like you know how what I'm saying, it's probably gonna cost more because it's all in one package, and because it's all in one package, it's gonna come out to more. So this is roughly I paid 150 for this new PlayStation. Uh, four controller on Amazon same price uh, this one was I think 160 sorry this was 150 this was 150 the old controllers that I have I have the gold one and I have another black one I don't know how much those cost I can't remember how much I paid for them sorry but my question is if this is 150 160 then that might be somewhere over the lines of 150 to 200 um, and I would even say 250 something like that uh, AED, which I don't know how much the conversion will be, I'll put it right here on the side, here. And then, the real question is like, okay, 250 to 150 price point, that's kind of expensive for a controller, and that's one controller, right? And then, I mean, I get it, you get everything in the box, and you don't have to pay more money on the side with, like, tax in the US, in the UK, anything like that, because there's tax, we don't have tax in the US, but... If there is tax already applied, then you're paying for two different elements normally and then having to buy the separate buttons and everything. But here it's coming in the box, so you don't pay anything extra. But in that case, if you're not paying anything extra, I would like it's confusing to say the least. It would be expensive because everything's in the box. Now, that really, that's the kind of the question that a lot of people would wonder do you want to pay everything once, have those options, and then actually it's probably better so, because for some games you for some games you want a different layout or something like that um and if that's what you want if you want a different layout then you can do that automatically but if you don't want to but like like for some games you might want like different types of layouts and different types of controller knobs and like different thickness in the button height and the button length if that's you then having everything in the box is great but if you don't really care about customizing it too much then the way i could see this and this is just a little tip to sony maybe the second time i do this uh because you should just have it so that people can choose the layer they want on the website and what they want already on the website and then you just ship them that and account for the prices separately so come up with the price for everything for everything because you probably know how much it costs like one nibbit or like the block how much that should cost separately you probably know uh and if you're not setting it separately, then that's dumb because it should be sold separately, right? But I've got a photo of it here. What you should be doing is saying, okay, if you don't want this particular button, then we won't send it to you, right? So you can say, I want only the low end buttons and some of the top end buttons. If you want only that, and then you only want like the big ball, like let's um, call the big ball joystick, you have that joystick. And you only want the normal uh, X, square, circle, triangle layout, this one. And you only want like the knob. And then maybe R1, R2, L1, L2. And then of course R3 if you're an R3 player. Or PlayStation button if you want the PlayStation button. And of course you put the regular arrow key, but most people don't need that. If you want just that, the basic PlayStation, so knob, these buttons, R2, L2, R2, R1, R2, R2 
if that's the only thing you want, then you should be able to say, I only want that. And you want the low buttons, like the low curve buttons, or do you want the big, like the big thick buttons for like rigidity and things like that. If that's you and you want like the bigger buttons, then you can say, I want only the lower, I want only the lower buttons. I want only the lower buttons. But if you want, otherwise some people only want the bigger buttons. So, then I think on Sony's part, for the second time you do this, not the first one, because they probably have this system locked and the package is already set up, but you should make it so that people can be like, I only want a specific layer and that's it. And you should still sell that option, that option of having everything in one, that still should be sold for people who want that. Like, if I'm buying something, I'll buy everything anyways and be ready for whatever I want to do. So. That's perfect. I would buy the whole kit and, and customize it for different games. But some people have like only one thing layout they want to keep for everything. And I can probably imagine most people won't change it for every game because then it gets confusing because then you would start getting confused for what layout is for what game. And also keep after every game taking like five or six minutes popping everything out, resetting the like little nibbit in the button and then putting the buttons in the correct order, changing the joystick. I don't think everyone's gonna do that. Some people might, I probably might, if if I find that some different layer helps me in different games and a proper gamer or a professional gamer might want to change and keep changing their layout for when they play because it'll probably be better for them, right? Some people might want to change the layer for every game because it becomes better in that game because it helps them play better in that game. But then there are some people who have that, they don't want to keep changing it, they want to keep it on one layer and for them, this is like just allowing them to choose I check out I want this specific layout then that's perfect for them right so that is my opinion really interestingly my opinion on this whole PlayStation type thing anyways thank you for watching this uh, episode of high voltage remember high voltage is on the electric channel as you can see or uh, just go to high voltage on Google Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you listen to. I'm coming to Apple Podcasts shortly and to sort out some things on that end. Uh, and this is on the Electric Dude channel, so subscribe to Electric Dude for high voltage and Electric Dude videos. But also subscribe to Peak Flames if you want some Peak Flame videos. And also go ahead and please subscribe to 31 Bricks, my new channel, and get yourself on top of that for when videos are coming out on that. It's gonna be fun. Thank you so much. I'm here in this YouTube Electric Dude signing out. Peace. Peace. That's awkward. Peace.